You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Oh, River. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs> you okay? You're doing, you look, you're just. I am a, a big here and of I am ass. caffeinated. I'm awake. I'm ready to kick butt today. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I'm glad you're drinking coffee because we're going to be talking about human design today mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. one of your fabulous soul family members. Yes, we are soul sisters for sure. <laughs> and and so I'm I'm kind of excited. So I kind of did a little deep dive into you know how I roll that generator yeah. in me. Um, yep, get the get I, the facts. Yeah, I like to like look a little deeper. So I'll just give everybody else because I find myself having to educate people what human design is that everyone knows what astrology is everyone knows tarot reading and and all the other beautiful spiritual functions but this is something that i feel has been a practical like use in my life and and around my daughter so the cool thing and i don't know if you know this river but human design actually combines astrology the i ching kabbalah and vedic philosophy did you know that I, I did actually. It's like oh, so cool. jam. Okay, well, I definitely did not. That was like, <laughs> so it centers around the division of personalities into four types, four energy types alleged to indicate how someone is supposed to exchange energy with the world. So we have you, the manifestors, mm-hmm. uh, me, the generator. Um, my daughter is a projector. And then we have the reflectors, but there's also a manifesting manifestor generator. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. Tess will talk about that today, but so it was originated by Alan Robert Krakauer, who published a book called the human design system under the mm. pseudonym Ra Huru Hu in 1992, Krakauer developed the human design system following a mystical experience in 1987. Wow. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So I'm so excited to have you here, Tess, and I would just love for you to tell our audience who you are, how you came to human design, a little bit about your background in your own words, so go for it. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to talk to you about human design and how it has helped me in my life and how I think it can help other people. Mm -hmm. My name is Tess Waltenberg. I'm from Sweden. Uh, I'm 30 years old. I have two children. Uh, I live in the southern part, so pretty close to Denmark and the rest of Europe. Um, and I I actually started working as a content creator in my own business and mm. had workshops around sustainable living. And then I started going more and more into the inner sustainability because I realized that a lot of women, especially in the sustainability mm. movement, kind of burn out. And I was so sick of that. And I just believe that there must be a better way that we can take care of ourselves and also take better care of the world around us. Mm. And when I was on that discovery, I kind of just fell over human design because I was talking to actually an American healer uh, named Evangeline Hemrick. Works with human design too, and she's she's a manifesting generator, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that later. What it means, 
but they're usually multi-passionate and usually really great at combining different things in mm -hmm. this really amazing way where other people could just stand there like what you combine all of these different things and you just make it sound so right together totally. um so she introduced me to that and she just told me like hey can you look up your energy type uh real quick before our session uh, so that I know a little bit from a healing perspective. And I thought that was really interesting. Like mm -hmm. when we're doing our healing session that I know what centers you have defined and undefined and see like if there are any blockages connected to that. Um, and then I realized I was a manifester. I listened to De Luna's podcast about mm -hmm. manifestors. And it was just, it was just so eye-opening to me. And mm -hmm. manifestors, are very different from the norm because we're just mm -hmm. around seven to nine percent of the population and we function very differently than the norm that is very much based on generators um so for me it was really really helpful to understand myself through that lens and mm -hmm. I have a one in my profile and the one is the researcher so we love diving into things and I did that and I just listened to episode after episode after episode of this podcast. And then I got to the profiles where they said that if you have a one in your profile, you usually like to dig into things. And I was like, yeah, this is my eighth hour of listening to this. <laughs> that's um, funny because I have I have a one in my profile, actually. So that's really yeah. funny. And I just said, are you a five one? Uh-huh. You're five one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, and also from a human des design perspective, I can share that I'm a 5-1 manifester. Uh, I'm an emotional. I have two different emotional waves. So I'm really riding the waves here. And that was also super helpful for me because I was raised by two generators. Both of my parents are generators. My dad is an emotional generator and my mom is a sacral generator. And I've mm. heard all my life that I should listen to my gut. And as manifestors, we have an open sacral center. So one, it's not defined. And if you're emotional, you really shouldn't listen to your gut in the moment. You should really feel into your feelings in the long run. So for mm -hmm. me, it was super helpful. See, I would that. think those are the same. I thought that was the same thing. No. So the thing we're going to get into this, I thought yeah. I would do like a, you know, just a quick kind of recap. Totally, do it. I just get back. Um, I just get curious. But, but like from my perspective. So um, so generators and manifesting generators have a defined sacral and that is what gives you what we usually see as gut feeling like that mm -hmm. in the moment I respond to something in front of me gut feeling mm -hmm. and then everyone has intuition everyone should listen to what is their truth but the way that truth kind of shows up is very different. So the sacral authority, the gut feeling is very physical. It's very much like I see it, I like it, yes or no. While emotional authority, and especially when you have an undefined sacral like manifestors, projectors and reflectors is more like, this is my overall feeling of the situation. Like I'm in a relationship and I've felt for a long time that it's wrong for me. It's not like in the moment, mm -hmm. um, it's usually, it takes a longer time. It usually, we usually say that you should kind of ride out the wave. You should kind of feel the full spectrum before you make a decision, especially mm -hmm. if it's a life-changing one. So it's not like you can't decide what you have for breakfast, but for us with emotional authority, sometimes it can really help to simplify everyday decisions because we can be the people like, 
but I want to eat this or I want to eat that. I really don't know. I'm kind of in the mood for everything. And now I'm having a breakdown before breakfast because I can't decide. Totally. <laughs> totally. Welcome to my daily life. <laughs> and my, and also to just, you know, finish up my introduction. My kids are also sacrals mm. and they both have sacral authority. They're a manifesting generator three, five and a generator four, th- four, six. And they're so different for me. Like the man Jen and I have, like my son and I have some similarities, but I need to race them very differently from how I wanted to be raised. So that's where it's kind of interesting to talk about parenting and human design, like we're going to do today, because I think it's, it's a really beautiful tool to know yourself, but it becomes even more powerful when you understand how it helps you interact with other people and really see like both how you raise your children. And also if you want to heal the relationship to your parents in some way, or like understand why something went wrong there. Like for me, it was really helpful to be able to understand that my mom is a sacral generator and that she raised me the way she would have wanted to be raised, but it was completely Mm. wrong for me. Uh, And to just have, like it was very forgiving mm. for me um, to understand that. So, so yeah, oh, that's my like a lot. But. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're now like giving me so many new ways to look at this. So, I mean, thank you for that. That's pretty awesome. A lot of gratitude. It's your mind blown over there already, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I know it's easy to get blown these days. I, I, I really enjoy the awe of life. Right. So this is cool. And I like, I like leaning into things that I don't know about so much, or I'm, it's amazing how some of these things and you're just tapping into the, the, the the first couple of layers. It's really interesting Mm -hmm. how the way she Mm -hmm. even, so anyways, yeah. So go on, just tell us more. So Tess, I, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) But also, like Michelle said before, one of the things I fell in love with was also how practical human design is, because I've Mm -hmm. always been really interested in different types of personal development and personal growth. And I've always loved finding new tools. But the reason why I got so stuck on human design was one, because you can get started right away. You can just get get these small, small tools to how your life can be easier and how you can be kinder to yourself. And then that there's also so many layers. It's like you can dig into it just as much as you want. It's like it never gets boring. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, it sounds fascinating. Part of it is fantastic. And and you can use it like in in families and leadership and entrepreneurship and so many different parts of life. so yeah, I really love that. Um, yeah, so okay. I got kind of connected yeah. to it because you explained a lot about it to me. And that's kind of how you and I like started on our connection. And you explained a lot of it to me and kind of set me on a, like a rabbit trail of learning about it for myself. And it was so helpful because when you and I first met at the same time, we were um, becoming single moms around the same time and going through divorce and all of that and experiencing parenting. Um, and so learning from you some tips about parenting my kids from the human design perspective was so helpful because I have a manifester and a generator and their energies Mm. are so vastly different. My little manifester daughter, she 
needs so much rest. She needs so much rest. She has creative highs and lows. She could sleep for 12 hours. And then even then she might need more sleep. My little generator, he just goes, goes, goes from the minute he wakes up and then he doesn't sleep. So I'm up at 10 o'clock at night with him playing Legos on the floor next to the bed while my daughter is sleeping. (laughs) She's already been asleep for a couple of hours. So it's so fascinating how you can parent the different energy types. So do you want to like kind of talk about that some more? Yes. So, and and that's such a great example of like, it, it is really challenging to be a parent. One, like we, we all need to figure a out conscious our own parent. Way. Let's just say being a conscious parent. Yeah. Being a conscious uh, parent. Yeah. And being kind to yourself in that. And that's where I think human design is both a great tool to understand your kids, but to also cut yourself some slack and be like, okay, these are my strengths in parenting. I don't need to be all of it. I can go into what I'm good at and not compare myself to other parents. So I think it's really powerful like that too. Uh, I actually did an Instagram post about like the different energy types as mothers to just encourage mm-hmm. their strengths just based on the energy type. So like like we talked about before, there are manifestors and we are very different from the norm because we have what's called, uh, it's sometimes called a repelling aura. I usually call it a selective aura because we are supposed to go first. We're supposed to be innovative and like coming into the world with new ideas, new perspectives. And and when we do something that's already done, we usually do it in a completely new way. Um, Like with parenting, for example, we're usually the ones trying new things out and being outside the box, but it also makes us very vulnerable to the outer world. And we are not supposed to be for everyone. It's like, if you're a manifestor, you are not supposed to be for everyone you will never be because you're supposed to find your people who will then help you create that change in the world so a common misconception and a common conditioning for manifestors is that we're lone wolves we're not supposed to be we're supposed to kind of get something started and see where that energy is met by other people so we need to sometimes try it out and see where we fit in in a way that is nurturing to us mm-hmm. uh, and to find different communities and different ways of getting our message through without feeling like we need to do it alone or, okay. or completely depleted exactly mm-hmm. because we're usually conditioned to finish what we've started but we're supposed to energetically start things and then we also need to accept that we can't force other people so like one of the shadow sides is that we, one, try to do it ourselves, and two, try to kind of force other people to finish things for us. And that's not okay either. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of just like having that trust that the things that are supposed to happen will happen if we dare to put it out there. That's what we need to do. We, dare, we need to inform, which is our strategy in human design. And informing is really about informing the people you're safe with. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you need to tell everyone everything, but it's about inviting people in because since we're shut down, other people can't really read us. We need mm-hmm. to kind of let people in. And I usually talk about it as like, I like, I like you know, different symbolic <laughs> ideas of things and just mm-hmm. ways of describing things. I try to see it as like, okay, you have this castle so manifestors are inside of the castle and people are outside wondering what's going on and we need to kind of open a door doesn't mean that we should let whoever just you know run into our castle and 
break things. It's about mm -hmm. kind of being like, hey, you want to come in and see if if we fit. Um, and informing is a way of kind of inviting people in and giving people a chance to be a part of our process. And that is both because we are super powerful. So we often like to think that I'm just doing my thing. No one else is impacted right. by it. But everything we do is super powerful. So if other people feel impacted, but they don't understand it, they can get really triggered and feel really insecure mm -hmm. or even unsafe. And especially with our children to understand that they will be there like, what is going on? What is going on with mom? And especially if we're emotional manifestors, it's really powerful to tell our children like, hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm really emotional. It has nothing to do with you because then they at least get a chance to understand it uh, and kind of, you know, respond to that in a good way instead of just feeling that there's something underneath the surface. Because uh, otherwise there is a chance too that people try to control us. Um, mm -hmm. And oh my gosh. Also yeah, sorry. I was just, that just made me think of the other day, like the other day my kids were just like at each other's throats and I was just getting so frustrated. Like, I'm like, why are you fighting? Like, why are you fighting? Why are you at each other's throats? And it made me emotional. And they kept asking me, like, why are you getting cranky, mom? And so I finally just was like, you know what? I sat down on the couch and I just cried. And I was like, I'm mm -hmm. feeling frustrated. And both my kids immediately dropped what they were doing. <laughs> and they came over and it changed their attitudes. Because, like, my little manifester daughter, she came over and she sat next to me. She was like, yeah, I'm feeling really cranky too. And this is why. And just let it all out and let me know what was going on inside of her. And then my little generator guy, he was like, okay, I'm going to go get everybody tissues. And he went and got us tissues and water. And then we all just sat on the couch together. And he was like, let's figure this out. That's adorable. And that's also one of those situations where he responded to what so you started something, you you started sharing and your manifestor daughter could kind of follow your example. And then mm -hmm. he could be like, okay, I'm responding to this. I'm doing what I can to support you. And that's a really beautiful example of how we're really supp supposed to support each other through our weakness or, or our differences. We're yeah. not supposed to support weaknesses. And, and that's what happens when we understand how we're different because then we're not trying to make each other copies of the other. We're just trying to embrace the beauty of that. And that's what I think is really beautiful in a family too, to be able to see that, okay, we are different. We might need some tools to understand each other better, to make things work, but mm -hmm. we don't need to be the same. And sometimes it's easier to parent a child that's not like you because you can find like the strength in that. Sometimes it's, it's harder. So it's like, it really depends on the dynamic. And also, like you said, River, with your kids, if they're different energy types and you kind of need to address that too. Um, you know, with, I my, with my little projector and, you know, I used to, as a generator, I used to get a little frustrated because I was like, you're at school all, all day. Let's like go do something and hang out. And all mm -hmm. she wants to do is like just recoup from the day because she's had to human she's had to human at school you know and it's um uh, and it that's so interesting because I always thought she was just kind of saying that and then when I read what a projector is especially parenting a projector I realized that um she was telling me her whole truth right there 
Yeah. And so really, really fast. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I'd say that we're going to get to predict. There are so many things to say, and I'm usually the one who's like out here. So I'm just trying to get through the energy times. <laughs> Done with I was just I was gonna say can we just do like a really fast breakdown of what each energy type like the basic of each energy type because we're talking about it we know about it but like people who are listening who maybe haven't yeah. heard about human design or they're new to it they may not they're like what the hell is a projector <laughs> like what yeah. is that so maybe have, just break it down so we have manifestors like we talked about mm-hmm. manifestors have the strategy to inform because we have what's sometimes called a repelling aura I call it a selective aura because I see it as that it's repelling the people who aren't meant for us. We It is our protection. It is because not everyone should read us. The important thing is that we learn to open up to the people who should, should be invited in, like our family, for example. Like your family needs to be kept in the loop of what's going on. So that's like a short recap of a manifester. Um, and we also have an open sacral, which is important because the non-sacrals, uh, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors don't have the same energy, like the day-to-day get things going, you know, keep things going energy as generators and manifesting generators. And that is important in families because if you're a generator mother, uh, it's really important to know that your kid doesn't have that energy and they're usually conditioned by the entire world to just push through. Um, so we have manifestors and then we have manifesting generators. Some people say that manifesting generators are a hybrid of manifestors and generators, but I see them as their own energy type because they're so different from both manifestors and generators. But what makes them a lot like generators is that they have that sacral energy. So the sacral energy is like, I get up in the morning, I go, 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 go. I put my head on the pillow and I fall asleep. I I fall asleep in three minutes and it bugs everybody in my whole life. And that's how you're created to be. There are still a lot of generators who are burnt out. But when generators are burnt out, it's usually like, I've been at a job I hate. I kept on sucking it up for 15 years and now I'm burnt out. You can usually push through for a very, very long time compared to the rest of us because you have that stable energy. The important thing to know about the sacral energy is that it is like we talked about with gut feeling. It is that yes and no, and it is, it's like fueled by the yes. It's fueled by inspiration. It's fueled by desires. And it is like, you know, our sacral center. So it is also connected to sexuality, but it's really less, just the lust for life. And I usually talk about that as an engine. It's like, you need to start it. You can't just push yourself. And usually when you get it going, mm-hmm. you can do a lot more. And that's, one of those simple life hacks that I share with people is like, start with something fun. Even if it's just listening to your favorite song or eating a nice breakfast or something that just makes you feel that life like, like lights you up. Yeah. And something that lights you up. And because you're usually conditioned to like do the fun things last. And that's when you're sitting day in and day out at a job that you hate. Like <sighs> I'm just doing this because someone told me to. And like the Norman society the nine to five, hating your job, but still doing it. That's like an unaligned generator. So it's like, you're supposed to do like the, the everyday, like working, you're, you're made to work. You're made to like, and physically practically work, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to do things that brings you joy. And when we're talking about like 
you know, changing society, like I said, with manifestors, it's like generators can be super innovative and, and create a lot of change, but you usually take something that's already in the world. You usually respond to something like, here's a problem. We, we like, we like to fill voids. We see like, oh, there's yeah. something like this, but there's not this. <laughs> yeah. And you take something and then like do something with that or like run with it. And that's what I mean with manifestors. We can kind of sit in a meeting like, oh, it would be nice to have something around this. And then a generator can be like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. And then you're the one who actually make it happen. Me and Michelle, I'm like, we should like, like, I want to have a podcast. And Michelle's like, let's do this shit. We're recording tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. And that's because sometimes I feel when people when people find human design, they're like, oh, why am I not a manifester? Because it sounds cooler, but it's like, we, we would be nothing without the generators in our life. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're the best let's, builders. Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about reflectors because I've not met one yet. I mean, <laughs> okay. I know one. I know one. <laughs> I actually had a coaching client who's a reflector. And when I found her, like when I, when I opened her chart, I was like, <gasps> because they're super rare. We're going to get to that. But um, so generators can be either sacral generators or emotional generators. That's the two authorities you can have. Uh, but you have the strategy to respond. And that is the response from your sacral. That like, I am pulled towards something. It's like, I go to the store and I feel yeah, what I need. Or, yeah. It's that sacral response and that energy that gets going with that. Um, and you have a magnetic aura, so you're like very inviting, and that's usually what manifestors get shit for because we're not like that. And people are like, "Why can't you be nicer?" And we're like, "I didn't do it. Why do people not think I'm nice when when we're shut off? When we're so manifestors not- equal resting bitch face." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I get told that a lot. We <laughs> really don't understand it. It's like. And also understanding our, someone told me that a manifestor aura can be up to 10 meters. I don't know how long that is. And um, <laughs> I just know metric, but it's like, it's big. So when we go mm-hmm. into people feel us and some people get triggered just by that, just by us entering a room. And that's usually when people are like, why are you such a bitch? And we're like, what? I didn't even do anything. <laughs> this is big. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. It's like, why can't you be more inviting? And, you know, that vibrant man-gen generator energy. And we're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I am being so myself then right now because 10 meters equals 32 feet and um, (laughs) 0.7 inches. I love it. (laughs) I love that you immediately went and looked that up. And and now we need to that exact number every time we talk about the manifestor it's like i feel like i feel like we need a manifestor t-shirt that says um if you think i mean just walk to 33 feet away (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so so generators have this magnetic aura and that is because when you're when you're doing what lights you up, you're supposed to generate energy for yourself and for the world. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, can people, can generators just wake up to their power? Because it would literally change everything. Um, mm-hmm. And because you can produce sacral energy for up to 10 other people when you're doing what you love. And that's kind of why you have that magnetic aura, because when you're doing what you love, you're supposed to have people around you who can pick up on that. Like for us, if we do something together with you, we can kind of flow with that. 
as long as we're aware that we can't be in it all the time. That's what's the problem because we tend to like, oh, I'm a manifester. I can work 10 hours a day when we're in the generator aura. And then when we get home, we're like, I'm dead inside because we're not in it anymore. And that's like, when I realized that I was like, oh. And it's also really beautiful because when a generator doesn't do what they love, they suck the energy out of the room. It's like, it's so bad to be around a generator who hates what they're doing. So that's really something I'm trying to just get into people's heads. Like it's not selfish of you to do what you love. It isn't. It's like, it's really, really helpful when you do what lights you up because it's literally that pouring from an empty cup thing. That's the sacral. It's like, Mm -hmm. you need to to fuel yourself first. And it doesn't need to be things that take five hours. If you're a mother and especially a single mother, it's like, it can just be like dance around in the kitchen to a song that you love or Mm -hmm. do something that you like for breakfast or wear your favorite clothes or something. Oh man, my little, my little generator guy. It's so interesting because you can tell so quickly when he's doing something that he doesn't feel good about because his yeah. attitude just changes so rapidly. He goes from being content and happy and bubbly and all the things. And all of a sudden, it's just like pure anger out of nowhere. And I'm like, hey, bud, are you feeling frustrated about what you're doing? And he's like, yes, I'm just frustrated. <laughs> you can see it. And then so like bringing him to a new space of like, okay, let's find the thing that you want to do. Like, what do you want? You want to build Legos right now? yeah let's do that and it just immediately changes everything for him but you can like you said the like this feel the energy sucking out of the room like my kids um other parent is a generator and you would feel that the second they walk in the door like the energy sucks out of the room if they've had a bad day Mm. yeah yeah and i remember when i read about my generator and i was like no this description doesn't fit and that's also something i want to say if you read about human design and you feel like this doesn't fit whatever person like one, it's super complex. There are so many other parts of your chart that can kind of like, there are so many people who are, are the same energy type who are completely different. And that's the beauty of human design. There's like pretty much no other person who has the exact same chart as you. So, mm-hmm. you know, keep on trying things out, use the things that are helpful, but don't let it be another box, mm-hmm. but also understand that, like with my mother, I was like, well, she's not this vibrant magnetic person, but that was because she was in her not self. She was constantly in that burnout and frustration. Um, mm-hmm. So we have something called self and not self in human design. And for generators, the self is satisfaction. Like that's your theme. That's how yeah. you should feel when something is good. And frustration is your not self. And that's so funny because it's like a lot of generators and managers actually use that word. I'm so frustrated. And with my kids, they're like, you can really see that. It's like, it's like really that present, Mm -hmm. difficult frustration. And I had to tell my daughter, it's like, we need to find good ways to get that out. Because she's also very physical. She's she's the generator. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay to want it out. And what my generator brother, for example, he... When he found climbing, he loved that because he got that energy out. And that's okay. As long as you don't like break things or hurt our, other people with it. It's like, it's okay to have that very physical energy. And I think that's something you can really do as an aware parent to help your child get it out instead of just shutting it down uh, and just finding something where it's like, do they want to jump? Do they want to dance? Do they want to 
and when they're older like find a hobby for example to just support them in that mm -hmm. and it's okay to want to get your your feelings out in a physical way not everyone wants to talk about it and that's fine um and with manifesting generators they have the same aura as generators they have the divine sacral so they have that energy um they have the same theme and not self theme What's so different about manifesting generators is that they have a direct channel from their sacral to their throat, mm -hmm. um, which makes them really fast energetically. Uh, and when we're talking about like the, the manifester or the manifesting generator, like the manifesting part, it's really just that very practical bringing things into existence. That's why manifestors are manifestors, because we kind of just get something Mm -hmm. you kind of get like a hunch like I need to do this I have no idea why or where it's coming from like it's kind of that so that's really what it's all about it's not about anyone else not being able to manifest things it's just how we manifest things it's like we get mm -hmm. that idea and that like like River said oh I think I want to have a podcast I just mm -hmm. get a feeling that I'm going to have a podcast and then she talks to you Michelle and then you create it like in a very physical way or like a practical way and so we're all manifesting it's just in different ways and mm. manifestors are really fast and they're usually conditioned to slow down pick a lane uh finish what they're started because they're supposed to be all over the place they're supposed to be doing several different things it doesn't have to be the more intense things like i know a lot of manifesting generators who love knitting or cooking or like it doesn't have to be that super physical thing but they usually feel good when they have at least one hobby that helps them get some physical energy out because otherwise they're usually the ones who are like really frustrated because they have so much energy left and when it comes to self-love or personal growth they're usually the ones who are like why can't I just love yin yoga or you know, meditation, like you usually think of it, because they're told to kind of slow down and rest more. Mm -hmm. When they rest more, that's kind of where they feel like Ugh, heavy and stuck or stagnant because mm -hmm. they're made to be really fast. So it's really, mm -hmm. really good to be aware of like the conditioning that shows up where it's like, you're too much or, or you're too fast. Or like my son, he's, he's seven. And school is like the only way we can give him the math he needs is if he's on the iPad because we're not we're not on track. Like he's so far ahead that we're not on track. And mm. you're kind of held back in that. And the school is really great because they're like, we're just giving him more difficult assignments. Uh, and he's usually the one we had a meeting about him in school and he got to like he got these cards and he got to say like what he likes and doesn't like. And then we mm. talked about it. And all the things that were hard were on the like side. So everything mm. that was because he was like, I don't want to do that because he gets restless when it's too easy because he already got it. He's like, I already know it. I don't need to. Why should I put time into this? And school, his school is really great at picking that up and understanding that he cares. He just wants something more difficult or more challenging uh, and that we're all different in that way. And he's very fast and and I've been working with him on kind of, you know, being fast, but also understanding that like with other people, like helping him build relationships and understand that not everyone is going to keep up with that. And that's okay. But mm -hmm. I think that's important both as manifestors and manifesting generators to 
like we said, you know, respect other people and understand that we are this way. But when you when you want to play with someone else, you might need to compromise. And that doesn't mean you're giving up on yourself. It's just a way of like finding different ways in different situations. Um, because he can usually be like, okay, I, I played with this for five minutes. I'm done. I'm moving on. And then his sister is like, but I'm done. <laughs> I want to continue playing. And then I've told them like, okay, if you want to move on to something else, that's fine. But it's, it's okay if she doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's also the thing with the sacral, you are supposed to follow your gut feeling and do what's right for you, but it's for you. It's not because I know a lot mm-hmm. of sacrals who kind of force that gut feeling that they have onto other people. And especially in relationships, if there are two people with sacral authority, in my experience, sometimes one of them gives up on what they want because they're mm-hmm. following what's right for the other person. So understanding that everything in human design is is for you and it's right for you it still does like we still need to compromise with others and find ways to make our relationships work um oh man and and relationships and human design is like that could be a whole nother hour podcast that that literally (laughs) should be the new dating site i swear i mean because i I was thinking when you were talking earlier I was thinking, well, like, like way back in the intro area, but, um, I was thinking while river was talking about the kids and everything, I was like, river needs to date a generator. (laughs) It's like, well, a healthy generator. Let's put that in in their self generator. (laughs) Because I was married to a generator who was in not self and that was not good for either of us (laughs) that's also I think that's also a beautiful point because there is no such thing as a manifester should be with a generator or or like I'm married to a projector and I think it's like you know it's really about how aligned you are and Mm -hmm. just understanding that um and just being in yourself like you said it's like there is no energy type that can't be with another energy type. It's just about how aware you are and how you fit together and, and how you can meet that person and what they need. Um, So I think. So what lights up a projector since you're married to one and and I have one as a kid. So, okay. So now we're moving on to project. I'm trying to stick with this like list of the energy types. Uh, So now we're moving on to projectors so projectors have what's called a penetrating aura. And some people are like, huh? um, but with children, <laughs> they want to be invited in. Their strategy is waiting for the invitation. And that means like energetically being invited in. And they usually have this need to be close to the people around them. And with their aura, they can kind of go into other people's auras. They can kind of like read other people in a way that none of us other energy types can they're amazing at doing that they also have an open sacral so like we talked about they don't have that sacral getting up go 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 be practical and physical and and get things going energy um projectors are here to tweak energy so manifestors get things started generators respond to that and then projectors are kind of the ones who can see how to make things better Mm. how to improve things how to make things more efficient etc etc and even in families it's like 
when you listen, my, one of my younger sisters, she's 13 years younger than me. And she's been giving me advice, like life advice that where I'm like, how can you be 13 years younger than me? Because they usually feel a lot older than they are. And mm -hmm. that's a great thing to honor. The important thing is not have them grow up too fast. Because mm -hmm. I think especially mm -hmm. when you have a projector daughter, they're usually, because they are here to help others. They are here to be very important in the community because like I said, they mm -hmm. are supposed to help other people, but they're usually the ones who get like this people pleaser role or like the, I am only appreciated because of what I give to others role. And it's really important with projectors to see them for what they give, to value them, to, to honor them and also to honor their rest, like to show them that I really appreciate your input and everything that you're giving, but it's also okay to, to take a break. Um, she loves really, when I tell her that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. she and, does. and to understand that their contribution, like with the, with the culture that we have around work, for example, to understand that their con contribution is much more of like a, an intellectual contribution or like an intuitive contribution mm -hmm. or like giving advice or planning things or giving input. It's not usually like getting the things done um, and to really let them do that and to really, to not force them to, like if they see a change that needs to be made, let's say that your daughter is like, oh, it would be so much greater to to move this shelf to that wall because it would be so much more practical to not be like, okay, you do it, for example. Like many of us are conditioned to do that. If you want something done, you need to do it yourself. So with projectors to really like honor that and like in a family, I talked to a friend who's a projector. She's usually the one who's like planning the grocery shopping, ordering online, you know, like making things work that way. But we're usually not taught to value that as much because it's like, mm -hmm. it's not really seen. And like we talked about with the generator norm, it's like the generator norm is very much like that practical, physical. It's like, I see that someone moved the couch from over there to over here. Uh, and projectors are usually the ones who are like, because of their ideas, something that a generator would do would take like a tenth of the time. And mm. it's like, and we really need to see that and honor it. And especially because projectors can't really see themselves clearly. Mm. That's one of their biggest challenges. They're incredible at seeing other people, but mm -hmm. they really struggle. Like one of their potential weaknesses, I don't want to talk about it as weaknesses, but something to be aware of is that they can really have a hard time valuing the, themselves. And it's really important for projectors yeah. to have relationships where they feel honored for who they are. Um, mm. And as a parent, to also support them in that with friends, mm -hmm. because they can sometimes be the ones who are really bending over backwards to make everyone happy and to just tell them that it's okay to have friends who truly see you and appreciate you. That's mm -hmm. so interesting. Two of my best friends are that I speak to on the daily are both projectors. And it's yeah. so interesting because me as a manifester, I tend to dominate the conversation a lot in terms of like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing here, like word vomit here all about how I'm feeling in my day. And they are more quiet. And like, they're so supportive and they like always see me and hear me. So I have to constantly remind myself to also like ask, how are you doing? 
How yeah. is your day? What are you feeling? What are you going through? And then the second I ask that, it's like, oh, here it all comes out. And <laughs> they have to be yeah. like invited to share because with my energy, I'm just like, blah, <laughs> out there. <laughs> and it takes up so much space that I have to yeah. be very intentional about making sure that my projector friends are seen and heard as well. And I think it's so beautiful that you see that. And I think it's important to remember in relationships that it is a process and to not blame yourself for that, but to see like, oh, this happened. I can learn from this, mm-hmm. even for this time. And also with parenting, like I said, I think I, I I have a lot of mom guilt and I have a lot of shame around how I handle things with my kids. But I think human design really shows us that, you know, okay, I can cut myself some slack and come back to who I am and come back to how I would do this and try not to blame myself, but to just see it as a journey uh, where we constantly mm. learn new things. And with projectors, like you said, it's it's really that they need to be invited in. And that mm-hmm. strategy, it's not about like a physical, practical invitation. It's about energetically being invited in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, if you have a projector in your family and you you already have a close relationship, it's not like they need to ask to be invited every day or every conversation. It's more like they need to learn to feel when their advice and their time and their energy is appreciated because they can usually be the people who are like, just trying to force their advice on people because they see things that we don't. Because like I said, first of all, they read us. They know what we need. Mm-hmm. We need it. But it's like, and it's also interesting because most of the people around me are predictors, but presentially they're like, they're one of the more un- uncommon types. Um, I have so many predictors in my life where I kind of come to them like, yeah, you know, that thing you said, you were right. Like a little bit <laughs> part of my process. And sometimes it's a part of our process to figure it out on our own. And I think that's also important. Like if you're racing a projector, or even if it's like if you're listening to this and you're a projector parent, it's even more important to understand that your kids might need to figure things out on their own, even if you have all the answers. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one for projectors, because especially with their loved ones to accept as a projector parent that I need to see my kids fuck up, even if I know exactly what they should do instead. Mm-hmm. And that's for all parents, but especially for projectors, yeah. because they see the solution. They're just sitting there like, please just invite me in. Please just let me share what I see. Mm-hmm. And it can be really tough because they can get really their not self-theme is bitterness. And that is really that bitter, like, I'm not appreciated. No one sees me. Um, no one honors me for who I am. I'm only being invited when people want me for something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And to be aware of that and and just just let them be and also let them share their truth as much as possible. Um, and as a parent, to to understand that <laughs> And many times your kid will be smarter than you. Mm. <laughs> you that. Always are. True story. Let them be. And just yeah. not, not just like, okay, come back when you're older. Um, projectors really challenge that, like th- the dynamic in a family that we've been taught, where it's like, you should listen to the adults, where it's like, no, mm. listen to Most of the time, you should just listen to the projector, no matter who that person is. That's true. Um, <laughs> so I know we're running out of time here. So so let's go over reflector. 
to wrap it up with. So reflectors are just like 1% of the population and all of their Mm. senses are open. Um, I'm just going to say it it real quick. The projector's theme is success. And that is like when they're invited in, when they're appreciated, that's like, they really have this feeling that I am successful, both in my relationships and my career when they are appreciated. Um, Mm. So the bitterness is good to be aware of. Mm. Um, But with reflectors, they're very special because first of all, they are the energy type where it's like, if you put two energy, two people of the same energy type together, they're gonna be the most different because they are completely open. So they are a reflection of who they grew up with, who they are with, like their their circumstances. It doesn't mean, because I know a lot, I actually know two reflectors and it's very easy to think that, oh, I'm no one or I'm nothing because you're open. But it's important to know that what's open in our design is also super defining for who we are. Mm. I know a lot of people talk about the definition because that's like what's inherent to us. That's, you know, that's what's always ours. But to also see the openness as a strength because that's where we can be empathetic. That's where we can, you know, take in the Mm. world and experience things and reflectors are really here to experience everything Mm -hmm. and to see that as something beautiful and not be like oh i'm i'm blank because some people get that reaction um but reflectors are and when we talked about how projectors are here to tweak and give input reflectors are really here to feel when something is off like if you have Mm. a reflector child and they react to like, okay, there's something bad going on in our family. Listen to them because they take everything in and they're going to feel it so much earlier than anyone else because they take everything in. And and also as a parent to honor, how does your child want their room, their environment? Like that's very important to a reflector. Um, and if you get triggered by your child, this is a tough one. If you get triggered by your reflector, it's because they will reflect back whatever is going on within you. Yeah. And like I said, projectors can be really difficult to face when you're not grounded in yourself, but projectors even more because they are really mirroring what, whatever's going on with it, within you. And like one of my, one of the reflectors I know, I actually thought she was a manifester because when she was around me, she like when I started reading about human design, I was like, oh, maybe she's a manifester too. And then I started understanding what a reflector is. And I was like, oh, that's why, because she's mirroring. Mm. And it also, they are very sensitive to who they are in front of or like exactly where they at they're at. But you can also kind of see it as them sampling. Like they're a sample mm-hmm. of everything they've experienced throughout life. So it's not like they're just constantly changing completely in every moment. It's like, yes, they can feel like they're a chameleon and kind of like, I'm never, and and like, I'm never stuck in one thing, but they are kind of also like, you can kind of trace back like, okay, I have different versions of myself that I've kind of morphed into who I am. So it's not mm. like they have a personality or that they aren't who they are. They are kind of like, carrying everything and everyone they're met, they've met with them in a very beautiful exactly. way. And then they kind of, you know, turn that into this beautiful mix. Um, but yeah, it's- that's so fascinating. I know one reflector and I would say that is so true of this person. <laughs> I, I feel like 
and, and, and this person is so good about, about sharing their life experiences in a way that just makes you think so deeply and ask big yeah. questions like that mirror holding up right yeah and it is such a beautiful experience when like I'm not completely grounded in myself all the time I still have a lot of issues none of us are <laughs> But when you're aware of yourself, I mean, when you're when you're you know aware enough to try and to mm-hmm. to want to do better, it is a really beautiful gift to get to have a reflector in your life. And like I said, mm-hmm. if you have it in your family, really see that as, as an opportunity to grow as a family with your child. Um, and someone said that if you think about like ancient history, they're more like the priestess type Mm -hmm. manifestors were like, historically we were like the military leaders, you know, at the front generators were like the brave soldiers and like mansions and, and projector projectors are actually a very new energy type. You, they've Mm -hmm. kind of just shown up like these past, I think it's like a hundred years because it's now when we are like, at the point of society where we're at, where they can really make a difference. Mm-hmm. But reflectors, like way back, they were like, you know, the priestesses who were just like, just knew things long before the community knew it uh, because they mm. could just pick up on the community and just reflect that back. Um, That's so awesome. yeah, if you have a reflector in your family, like I said, see it as an opportunity to to grow through that. Mm. Um, and now we've <laughs> run out of time. It's like, there's so many things to say. And I feel like I've been talking back and forth. It's okay. It's- I think, I think, I think this will just be like part one and then we'll yeah. have yeah. part two. Yeah. There's just so many layers to human design. It can help you in so many different areas of life that parenting is just like the tiniest piece of it. We'll come up with like a theme and then we'll like, we'll talk about each, you know, yeah you know each uh type and uh and then you know we can deep dive into practical ways that other uh you know like our like our listeners can listen and and learn from yeah i was just gonna say i love that that it would really be amazing to collect like the responses you get and the experiences you get from your listeners and then maybe like dive into themes based on that that'd be Um, fun okay We'll have to set that up. Meanwhile, where can people find you? Yes. So I have an Instagram account for myself. That's test.waltenberg. We can maybe link it in the description. I will or put it in the yeah. notes, yes. That's like <laughs> yeah. account, like just my life and, and self-love in general. And then I have my nerdy account. That's human design with Tess. Mm. Uh, I realized that <laughs> I want to get really nerdy and dive into it so that's all human design um so that's where I'm mostly at right now on Instagram well thanks for making time for us and yes thank you sweet friend I learned a lot I mean that was cool because I didn't know you know half of that stuff from just everyday reading or quotes or whatever but I think yeah yeah I like I love it I think it's really interesting yeah Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yes, thanks for coming on. (laughs) Bye, River. Bye, Michelle. (laughs) I love you all. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring.